This is the CGN Mission and Methods Podcast. This episode was recorded at the CalvaryChapel.com studio in May of 2018. Welcome to the CGN Mission and Methods podcast, the official podcast of the Calvary Global Network. I'm Kellen Criswell, and I will be your host for today's episode, and I will also be your guest for today's episode. I know that's probably super disappointing for some of you, but don't worry, we will be back to our regular dialogue format in the next show. But before we get into our main topic today, I did want to take just a second and explain a bit more about the purpose behind the podcast itself. We haven't taken really an opportunity to do that yet. And so the broader vision of the Mission and Methods podcast is that it would serve as an educational training and mobile resource, and primarily for pastors, church planters, and intercultural ministry leaders, people that you might tend to think of as missionaries. And as a general rule, episodes will feature interviews with Calvary Global Network leaders, as well as friends of CGN, discussing topics related to the mission of the church, theology, and ministry practice. And so for one other kind of housekeeping item... I am willing to bet that most of you who are listening probably have little to no idea who I am. And so I also wanted to just take a minute at the top here and sort of give you my elevator speech introduction. As I said, my name is Kellen. I've been married to my wife, Jen, for almost 13 years. Together, we have two children, kind of a tornado of a son named Ryle and an absolute princess of a daughter named Bennett. I am a graduate of Calvary Chapel Bible College Faith International Seminary, and I'm a soon-to-be graduate of Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon as well. In terms of ministry, I have served in various roles, mostly within Calvary Chapel churches and ministries. Some of these include serving as an assistant pastor, senior pastor, church planner, missionary, and Bible college instructor. Currently, I am the director of CGN as well as CalvaryChapel.com, and I am the primary host of this podcast, the CGN Mission and Methods podcast. So with all of that said, I really would love to stop talking about myself and get into today's topic, which is the vision and mission of Calvary Global Network. Of course, in episode one, for those of you who got to tune into that, if you haven't yet, I would encourage you to go check out episode one of the podcast because we got to hear CGN President Brian Broderson's heart behind why he wanted to start Calvary Global Network in the first place. But today, what we want to do is dig a bit more into some of the details of our vision and mission. And so, As we dive right in, the first thing that we want to look at is the vision of CGN. What is the vision of the Calvary Global Network? And when we think about vision in-house at CGN, we have in mind what we are. We're asking questions like, what is the end that we have in mind as a network that we are working toward? How do we see ourselves today, but what are we wanting to ultimately continue to become as we move into the future? And so with that said... The vision statement for CGN is simply this, that we are a community of churches committed to Great Commission engagement. And I'll say that again for you. We are a community of churches committed to Great Commission engagement. 
And what I want to do for a couple minutes is just break that down in two parts. And as I as I look at our our vision that we are a community of churches committed to great commission engagement, I think you could really break that down into two separate components. There's kind of a relational component and what you might think of as a missional component. And so thinking of it that way in that kind of framework, first of all, I want to talk for a minute about the uh, the relational component. And basically the first phrase that we say we are a community. What does it mean to be a community? When we say we are a community, we are saying that we are a group of like-minded leaders and churches who acknowledge our shared values and who want to partner around those values in life and ministry. And I want to say that again. This is what it means in my mind when I think about CGN being a community. We're saying we are a group of like-minded leaders and churches, and we acknowledge that we have shared values, and we want to partner around those values that we have in common in life and ministry. So that's the relational component. As CGN, we're a community. We're a group of people working together toward talk. Uh, common values and goals. And that brings us to the missional component. This is the second half of our vision statement. So we say we are a community of churches, but we're committed to something. So in the missional component, we are committed to great commission engagement. And what we're saying here is that though we enjoy our relationships as a community of churches, that's that communal side to it. The reason that we network together is specifically because of our shared commitment to the biblical understanding of the person of Jesus Christ and his redemptive mission in the world, which we would refer to as the Great Commission. So we have a shared commitment to the biblical understanding of the person of Jesus Christ and his redemptive mission in the world. And so if you think of it in another way, kind of nerdy theology stuff, we we would say that what binds us together, the missional component is our shared Christology, who we believe Jesus to be, and our missiology, what he is doing in the world and how we partner with him in what he's doing in the world, which we refer to really as the Great Commission. And so to try and boil all this down a little bit more, In terms of vision, here's the big idea that we really want you to come away with when you think about CGN. We want want CGN to be known as a Great Commission Network. That's really what we're trying to say. We want CGN to be known as a Great Commission Network. And and not just a church planning network. You know, that church, uh, there's a lot of church planning networks out there that's common vernacular and and, uh, ways that uh, many good and, and wonderful networks refer, used to refer to themselves, but we're, we're, we're saying something a little bit different than that. We want CGN to be known as a great commission network. And why is that? Well, it's for a couple reasons. First of all, the Great Commission is central to Jesus's purpose for the church in the world. We believe that. And that's one reason we want to be known as a Great Commission network. And while the Great Commission is not less than church planting, it's also more than just the world of church planting. There's there's a few different individual components that they overlap. It certainly includes church planting, but the Great Commission is about more than church planting. And just to kind of flesh this out with you a little bit, as I would understand it, There are at least five iterations of the Great Commission in the New Testament. 
five, at least five. And just to list those for you, and all of this will be in the show notes, so you can go back and check those out on the podcast page later if you're just trying to listen in right now. But at least five iterations of the Great Commission in the New Testament. One of those is Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 21. And then, of course, Mark 16, 15 to 16, Luke 24, 44 to 49, and John 20, 19 to 23. And then lastly, an often overlooked one, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. So, The Great Commission is central to Jesus' purpose for the church and the world, and there are five Great Commission texts that uh, repeat the the Great Commission commands and and, and call to action that Christ gave. And as you look at these, these five iterations of the Great Commission in the New Testament, they identify what I would call three pillars of Great Commission work. Uh, And these are three actions that have corresponding intended results. These are three pillars of Great Commission work that come out of these five texts. And here's what they are. Pillar number one is gospel proclamation. Pillar number two is disciple making. And pillar number three is church planting. So thinking about those three pillars and uh, as actions with uh, intended corresponding results, you think of pillar number one, it's gospel proclamation for the purpose of conversion. Uh, and you see this in places like Mark 16, 15, where the, that specific uh, wording of the Great Commission it says that Jesus commanded the church to go and preach the gospel to every creature, or your translations might say, to all of creation. So gospel proclamation is a central pillar action of Great Commission work for the sake of seeing people converted to faith in Christ. The second pillar, disciple making, uh, and, and I would say it's disciple making for the sake of transformation. So you have Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 31, probably the most famous Great Commission text that people often think of. Uh, and, and that we're told there simply that the church is to go into the world and make disciples of all nations or disciples of all people groups. And I, I tend to think of disciples as a sort of spiritual apprentices, people are, who are being transformed by the power of the gospel, by the power of the word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God to become more like Jesus in the way they think, the way they live, the way they act, the way they process life, the ways that they relate to the Father and really everything around them. That's the process of discipleship, the process of sanctification, being transformed into the image and to the character of Christ. So pillar one is gospel proclamation, pillar two, disciple making. And then again, pillar three, yes, it's church planting. And church planting, I would say, is about multiplying these other two aspects of gospel proclamation and the and the transformation that takes place as people gather as the church and are committed to one another and are transformed together through the process of discipleship. And so really thinking about church planting specifically as this third pillar of Great Commission work, The story of the book of Acts is that the outworking of the apostles' understanding of the Great Commission really was preaching and discipleship that resulted in the planting of churches. That's kind of, there's a, that you see that that uh, happen in, in a bit of a linear fasage, fashion and also a bit of a cyclical fashion. So the, these these things working together where there's gospel proclamation happening, people are coming to Christ, and then they gather as the community of believers and they engage in transformational discipleship. And then as leaders are raised up and empowered, local churches are, are established. And then those local churches would become houses of mission that uh, work to see all of those actions multiply and 
continue through them and through the gathered community of the church. And so that's what that's what I would say about the the, the pillars of Great Commission work. And thus, when you look at all this together, this is why CGN has the vision that it that we do. We, we want to be a community of churches where we're <laughs> we're hanging out together, we're investing in one one another, we're developing relationships with each other. But it's for a purpose. It's for great commission engagement, which in our mind is all about gospel proclamation, disciple making, and church planting among all the peoples of the world. So again, that's the CGN vision. We are a community of churches committed to Great Commission engagement. And that vision that we have, what we are, leads to our mission. And when we think about our mission, which is where we want to transition at this point, vision is what we are. Mission, as we think about it, is what we do. What are we doing as that kind of Great Commission network? What are we doing right now today to embody those things and also continue to pursue those things in an ongoing way? And this is how we would put it in a, in a mission statement. We say that we are, as a network, engaging together in relational and strategic initiatives for gospel proclamation, disciple making, and church planting among all peoples for the glory of Jesus. And I know that there's a lot to wrap your head around, so I just want to repeat that again. So again, this is the mission of CGN. We are engaging together in relational and strategic initiatives for gospel proclamation, disciple-making, and church planting, and we're doing this among all peoples for the glory of Jesus. Now, in terms of the mission of CGN, which is what we're talking about right now, our conviction basically boils down to this. If the Great Commission is central to Jesus's purpose for the church and the Great Commission is about gospel proclamation, disciple making and church planting, those three pillars, then we need to put a heavy, unified and strategic focus on engaging in those activities among the unreached wherever they happen to be. And again, I know that was a lot. So I want to just say that again. If the Great Commission is central to Jesus's purpose for the church and the Great Commission is about preaching the gospel, making disciples and church planting, then those are the things that we need to put a heavy, unified, strategic focus on. We need to be engaging in those activities among the unreached wherever they happen to be. And this is important. So again, I just I just want you to hear me on this. Engaging in those three pillars of Great Commission work among all peoples, doing gospel proclamation, disciple making, and church planning, that is what CGN is all about. I don't care if you hear something different from someone else, you're hearing it here. That's what we are all about. The preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planning churches. But more than that, and this is a a bit of a challenge that I would want to issue to, you know, maybe you're a leader and you're not connected to CGN. Uh, You know, I I don't know where all the people listening to this are at in their understanding of these things, but maybe even a bit of a challenge. I would say that more than these things embodying just what CGN is about, I believe that those three things, proclaiming the gospel, making disciples and planning churches amongst all peoples of the world, that those are what the entire church should be all about. 
I personally would go so far as to say that the Great Commission is the mission of every local church that would align its ministry priorities with the New Testament priorities of the church. These things are not just an optional focus for those churches that are kind of mission-minded, quote-unquote, or have a heart for missions out there. This, As I would see it, the Great Commission and these things that are connected to it These are the things that Jesus wants all of his people to be invested in, all of his leaders to be working toward, and and all of us to be engaged in together. And so thus, that's why we we put these as central to our values and our our vision and our mission as a network, as CGN. And so, but that's that's saying a lot, you know, uh, making this claim that um, really the Great Commission and and these aspects of of Great Commission work should be the focus of the entire church. Maybe you're wondering, what justification could I offer for making that kind of a claim? And I I would say two things on that. One of them I've already mentioned, but first of all, again, there's this fivefold repetition of the Great Commission in the New Testament. And just the amount of times we have that repeated for us in Scripture seems to me to elevate the importance of the Great Commission in terms of our ministry focus and in terms of the values that we should have as churches and what we feel called to do in the world and how we evaluate what we do and where the money goes and what we train toward, what we train toward and, and all of those kinds of things. You know, uh, most of the you listening to this podcast would probably affirm Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen that says all Scripture is God breathed. And when you think about that, all Scripture being God breathed, I, I I think you would agree with me that God likely doesn't waste His breath. And so, if the Holy Spirit has given all of this biblical real estate to repeating His worldwide Great Commission agenda. What does that say about the place that uh, that the Great Commission uh, should hold in our values and in our efforts of doing ministry and living life in the world? So that's that's one reason I, I would make that kind of claim. And then secondly, the church's Great Commission assignment is also significantly unfinished. So, so hear me, not only did Jesus tell us to be focused on this at least five times in the New Testament— Uh, That task that he's told us to engage in, we have a ton of work to do. There's just a ton of work to do all over the world. It is far from being completed. This this job we have of preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planting churches amongst the unreached of the world. And just to 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 kind of paint this uh, in a clear picture for you, I want to share some stats with you from a ministry that's called the Joshua Project. Now, if you're not familiar with the Joshua Project, I encourage you check out Joshua Project as CGN. We've been in communication with them, and we will be partnering together in in, in a number of ways. In Great Commission work, but just a great ministry. And what they do is they they do research around the world in which they are seeking to identify the uh, the location, the identity, and the reach status of the various people groups that exist in the world. And the reason they do this is to help the church have a sense of how we're doing and getting the gospel to the unreached and making disciples and planning the and planning churches in response to the Great Commission commands of Christ. And so, just consider these numbers. And, and then think about these in, in, a, in the broader context of the Great Commission commands that we have received from Christ. So first of all, the Joshua Project tells us that there are over 7,000 unreached people groups representing 4.4 billion people in the world. Just hear that again. 7,000, over 7,000 unreached people groups representing 4.4 billion people 
in the world. And now when you think about that, okay, that's a lot of unreached people, but what do we mean by unreached? The way that Joshua Project defines uh, unreached in reference to people groups is, is an unreached people group is a group in which less than 2% of the population are identifiable as born-again followers of Jesus. So think about that. 4.4 billion people represented in 7,000 people groups, less than 2% of any given population of those people groups are identifiable as born-again followers of Jesus. That's a lot of lost people that we're talking about. Going further with this, there's an even more kind of startling number. Over 3,000 of those groups are what we would consider not just unreached, but unreached and unengaged people groups. And unreached and unengaged people groups, these represent over 232 million people. And the way that we would define them for a people group to be considered unreached and unengaged, what we're saying is that there are zero known born again followers of Jesus among them. And there are zero known church planning strategies being employed to reach them with the gospel. Now think about that for a minute and just let that seek in. Over 232 million people could be described this way. There are zero known born-again followers of Jesus among these people groups and zero known church planning strategies being employed to reach them with the gospel. So again, what are we saying about all this? We're asking why the Great Commission should be not only central to CGN's mission and vision, but why should it really be central to the mission and vision of every local church? And these are the two reasons that I'm contending for. On on the one hand, Jesus has told us in, in no less than five places that this is what the church is to be about. This is the mission we are to be focused on in the world. And then secondarily, as you think about that mission we've been given, this is this is how we're doing. This is how much work there is to be done right now, today, in 2018. And when I look at all that, I think, man, it's time to get busy. But there's there's a little bit more I want to share because it's not just the amount of unreached peoples that uh, drive us to put a, a focus on the Great Commission. But even thinking about uh, ministry training, there's another motivating factor here in us uh, wanting to put this emphasis on doing Great Commission work. And so uh, missiologist Dr. David Sills, he, he has this to say about uh, uh, ministry training and pastoral development around the world. He said, in, in the USA, there is one trained Christian worker for every 235 people. Now you think about that. that. That might not feel too bad. Well, you know, one pastor for every church that's about 235 people is is a way you might uh, kind of balance that out in your mind. But then he, he goes on to say, once you leave the USA, that drops to one trained Christian worker for every 450,000 people. Now that's amazing to me. You think there's all these millions of unreached peoples out there. And then you, you start to think about, but, but who, who's trying to reach them? Who's trying to meet that huge uh, uh, need that's out there for people to be uh, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planting churches amongst the unreached? Well, outside of the the context of the United States, according to the the information that Dr. David Sills has discovered in his research and the research of others, there's one trained Christian worker for every 450,000 people that are trying to reach them. That's obviously, I I think, if you're listening to this and you're uh, you're a believer and you want to see the gospel go forth in the world, that should be a startling thing. And so for us as a network, we look at all of this 
And this is why we want to be preaching the gospel, making disciples and planning churches among all peoples. But it's also why we want to partner together towards those ends to do that work and also to train others and empower others in that work. And so you consider all these kinds of statistics. And I think the only conclusion we can draw is that we are in an age when the church should be about preaching and training and planting and sending more than ever before. And thus, our vision and mission as a network. We are a community of churches committed to great commission engagement. And as such, we are engaging together in relational and strategic initiatives for gospel proclamation, disciple making, and church planting among all peoples for the glory of Jesus. We want to invite you to the 2018 CGN Pastors and Leaders Conference, which is open to pastors, church leaders, and their wives. Join us as we spend four days learning and encouraging each other around the theme of the power of the gospel. All of our main sessions will explore an aspect of how the gospel brings transforming hope to every area of life and reality. In addition to exciting main sessions, the conference will feature many interactive workshops guided by experienced pastors and theologians. For more information and to register, visit pastorsconference.calvarychapel.com. That's pastorsconference.calvarychapel.com. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Now, as we work toward fulfilling this, this mission as CGN, we have established three ministry initiatives that we think will shape the broad focus of our work moving forward. Again, remember in the first part of the the mission statement, I say that we are engaging together in relational and strategic initiatives because we want to do gospel proclamation, uh, disciple-making, and church planning planting among all the peoples of the world for the glory of Jesus. So what are these initiatives that we've established? And what I want to do as we wrap up this episode is briefly describe the goal of each initiative. But I also want to encourage you to read the CGN statement on our podcast page for more details about these. There's just too many details to cover in one podcast episode. And so What I'm going to do real quick is just identify these initiatives, give you a basic explanation of what they are, and maybe list a couple examples of what they, uh, of of one part of what they will look like. Again, uh, uh, one thing I want to point out as I do this is that there's a lot of things we're already doing today uh, in terms of accomplishing these initiatives, but there's also a ton of stuff that the CalvaryChapel.com team, the CGN team is developing uh, that are going to help us continue to do these uh, and execute these initiatives better better into the future. So with all that said, here we go. The first initiative is what we call the awareness initiative. And what the awareness initiative is about is educating the church about the unfinished nature of the Great Commission task. Say that again. The awareness initiative, educating the church about the unfinished nature of the Great Commission task. And as I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, we have a lot of work to do in reaching the lost in obedience to the Great Commission commands of Christ. And and one one of the things that we're going to do in this in this area of the awareness 
initiative is we want to come alongside groups like the Joshua Project, who I mentioned, who published research on the identity, location, and reach status of the peoples of the world. And we're going to be putting out some of our own reports that not only um, include the most relevant aspects of the Joshua Project's research in terms of these things, but we're going to include our own research related to CGN connected churches and leaders and their proximity to the unreached of the world with suggestions and ideas about how we can pray and partner together to reach the truly unreached peoples of the world. So that's the awareness initiative, educating the church about the unfinished nature of the Great Commission task. Second initiative is what we call the training initiative. And the training initiative is about this, training current and next generation preachers, disciple makers, and church planters in Great Commission work. I'll say that again, the training initiative, training current and next generation preachers, disciple makers, and church planters in Great Commission work. And the thinking on the training initiative is pretty straightforward and simple. Our thought is that if the Great Commission is about these things, proclaiming the gospel, making disciples, and planting churches, then as a network, those are the things we need to be uh, training people to do. We need to be investing in the next generation of people who are performing those tasks, doing that work uh, empowered by the Spirit of God in the world. And there's a lot of ways that we already do this and are going to be doing this as a network. Just a few examples. On the one hand, we have what you might think of as institutional training. This would include uh, the work we do at Calvary Chapel Bible College and its various extension campuses around the world. We have specialized ministry training centers where people are learning uh, how to do ministry in some some specific niche uh, ministry vocations. So this would include the school of worship where people are training to be worship leaders down here at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. This would include the pastor's school, where guys are coming to learn the ins and outs, nuts and bolts of pastoral ministry, uh, training centers like that that we have. Of course, this would also include the, the training we do at conferences. Something I'm really exciting about, uh, there's a there's a, kind of an inner network coalition of the willing, a group of CGN leaders and pastors who are right now uh, developing a new training model, where basically we intend to bring together the best elements of mentor-based training church-based training, and formal seminary training, believe it or not, to equip, deploy, and support new church planners and missionaries around the world. So I want you to stay tuned for more information on that, this new training uh, model that we're putting together. More information is going to be coming out soon. So that's the training initiative. And then lastly, just want to mention our what we call the Connection Initiative. This is the third of three of our ministry initiatives, the Connection Initiative. And what the Connection is, Initiative is about is connecting trained leaders with real-world ministry opportunities and connecting people with Christ-centered churches. So again, I just want to to uh, repeat that. Uh, So the Connection Initiative, connecting trained leaders with real-world ministry opportunities and connecting people with Christ-centered churches. Now, how are we doing this? Again, we're doing this through a variety of means. We're also developing a lot of means to do this. But one of the things we're excited about in terms of connecting trained leaders with real-world ministry opportunities is our team, uh, the CalvaryChapel.com resource development team, is uh, just about to, to launch. It'll soon launch after this episode airs, what we call the Online Connection Hub. And this is a, a web-based platform 
for ministries to connect together to do Great Commission work around the world. And what this will feature is, for one, a growing list of over a thousand church plant requests that have come into calvarychapel.com as people have logged into our church finder, been unable to find churches in their area, and and reached out to us and said, hey, please send somebody to plant a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church in our area. So we'll have over a thousand church plant requests on the online connection hub. Secondly, it'll feature a list of ministry vacancies with CGN churches, where basically, if you're a leader of a CGN church, you have the opportunity to register for access to this and submit ministry vacancies and needs that you have in your church. So maybe you need a children's ministry leader or a worship leader or another pastor to come on staff at your church. You can upload a ministry vacancy profile where other leaders can um, access it and, and And we just want to see how God might connect you with other people to fill needs like that in your ministry. So a growing list of over a thousand church plant requests, a list of ministry vacancies with CG and churches. And lastly, uh, the Online Connection Hub will feature numerous profiles of leader candidates. And these are people who have completed programs at CG and training ministries. You know, like I mentioned, our Bible colleges, uh, training ministries like the School of Worship, the Pastor's School, the new training model that we are developing. There's a, there's hundreds and, and really even thousands of people around the world who have come through these training programs. And what we're going to have on the Online Connection Hub is profiles of of those leaders that have successfully completed programs, but they're right now they're they're in a place of looking for God's next step and where He wants them to serve in the world. Well, if you're a CGN leader, you can register for this, and you can not only upload the ministry vacancies you have in your church, but you can look at the profiles of leaders that our uh, training ministry overseers have referred and, and would suggest to you as good people to reach out to and just see if what God might do if they might be a good fit for your needs. So that's one of the ways we're connecting trained leaders with real world ministry opportunities. There's a lot of other ways we're going to do that. But what about the second piece of the Connection Initiative, which is about connecting people with Christ-centered churches? Well, the primary way that we do that, we've been doing it for a long time, is on our, the Church Finder that is on calvarychapel.com. And basically, there that's a resource that uh, helps people uh, who are looking for churches with a Christ-centered uh, Bible-teaching foundation throughout the world. They can get on there and find the contact information, location, websites, and, and more information about those kinds of churches. So there's a lot more that we're going to do with the Connection Initiative, but that's just a little sampling. And so there you go. Uh, we are we. Those are our three initiatives, the Awareness Initiative, the Training Initiative, and the Connection Initiative. I hope you're excited about the CGN Ministry Initiatives and that you will get involved with us in doing great commission work around the world. You can read more about our initiatives and how to join the network at the CGN page on calvarychapel.com. And I also want to encourage you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to speed on training and connection opportunities and to stay informed about how you can benefit from the many ministry resources that we continue to develop to help you maximize your fruitfulness and great commission work until next time. Thanks for listening to the CGN mission and methods podcast. Mm -hmm.